episode R005 of Reboots is sponsored by Beauty's Wool Dryer Balls on Amazon, owned by our featured guest, Bevan Green. Organic wool dryer balls by Beauty's soften laundry and reduce wrinkles. They're chemical-free and hypoallergenic. And they dry clothes faster. Plus, they're good for about a 1,000 loads of laundry each. You'll find a link to Beauties in our show notes. And if you use the link provided, Reboots will get a small commission on the sale at no cost to you. Hey there, you're dialed into Reboots, featuring stories about people who have been forced to start over, either through their own missteps or through no fault of their own. All walks of life, anonymous or named, high profile or low down, stories with heart, soul, and grit. Because knowing and sharing our stories is essential for living a life of joy, experiencing healthy relationships, and impacting the world around us in a positive way. Now, here's your host, Tracy Winchell. This Reboots story features Bevan Green, mom, designer of fashion, and a woman who believes life is too precious to fit into any sort of a box, no matter how pretty it is. We'll talk to Bevan about how her childhood penchant for fashion led her to an MBA, why she chose to shutter the store she brought to life from her college merchandising project, and what advice she has for moms who feel stuck, overwhelmed, and maybe unable to contribute to the household income coffers. Let's catch up with Bevan at her kitchen table as she prepares for a five-week adventure with her husband, Arthur, their teenage son, Cade, Arthur Thomas, who's four, and Kian. We're at the Green's kitchen table with two beautiful boys hanging out in the other room. (laughs) Hi, Bevan. Hi. Welcome to your life, right? Yes. Thank you for having me. The Green's are intensely involved in the Reboot's podcast because Arthur helped kind of come up with this idea and he has worked tirelessly to come up with logos and all kinds of stuff and and I think uh, the reboots logo is the best in the in in the iTunes store you're an entrepreneur a mom in your childhood your first memory as as wanting to to sort of have your own business kind of stuff Awesome. Yeah. I remember um, being a little girl and creating catalogs, fashion catalogs, and I would draw the models' outfits, fix their hair perfect in the picture. And I was not, I was an okay artist, I guess, for a little girl, but um, I, I really decked them out. I even named the models and, um, you know, had a very, like, even put prices, I believe, on the items. Like, I was really had this vision of, fashion and retail, even at such a young age. I didn't know what I wanted to be whenever I grew up, but I just really enjoyed making that. So I think that was my first. And then um, whenever I was in high school, um, I got my first job. It was at Old Navy. Well, my first job. My first job was at Grandpa's Catfish House as a hostess whenever I was 15. But whenever I was 17, I got into retail and it was at Old Navy, and Old Navy was, like, the thing back then. It's kind of like how H&M is now, like, very inexpensive, hip clothing, 
Um, and there weren't any in Arkansas at the time. It was kind of the, the big deal. I don't know if you remember that. You'd drive to Memphis to go to Old Navy. It was a big deal. So got my first retail job there. Fell in love with just clothing. And that, that store at North Little Rock McCain Mall was insane. Crazy. Um, fell in love with clothing. And then it was I just kept trying different retail jobs. Loved them. Um, what, buddy? Okay, boys, y'all need to behave, okay? Then whenever I um, went to... It's okay. Okay, Ken. Hey, Bubba, you want to play in your room? Tell us what we have in your room. Come here, good. What do we have in your room? Hey, I love this. You can play in here, but do not hit your brother. How do you look back on that and kind of know where all of this entrepreneurship stuff started? Well, um, I went to, whenever I was a senior, um, I went to go visit the college that I was going to go to, Harding University, and I sat down with my counselor, and um, my guidance counselor, I think is what, what she was called, or career counselor, or something like that, um, and she was also going to be one of my teachers um, in the field that I ended up choosing. Her name was Terry Ryan, amazing lady. Um, she and I sat down and she, I remember her asking me like, what are you interested in? Cause I had no idea what I wanted to do at the time I was dating someone and I really was just kind of first seeing myself getting married young, having kids young. Like I was just kind of thinking, I wasn't really thinking entrepreneur at that time. Um, and I remember sitting down there and she's like, what are you interested in? And I was like, well, I like the shop. <laughs> I like clothes. And she's like, well, we have fashion merchandising. And I said, you do? That, that's, that can be a degree. And she's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. So starting then, I never changed my major. I stuck with that for four years. Love fashion merchandising. Um, I went to Harding and um, I actually ended up leaving after a couple of years and went to U of A in Fayetteville because I had to go sow some wild oats, be crazy, party girl. Um, of course, that didn't work out. I'm sure a lot of you listening had the same experience at U of A. Great school, but couldn't handle it. I like the structure and everything that Harding University had for me. Um, so I went back to Harding, actually finished my degree. Even with that little jet, I still finished in four years. That was going hardcore summers, everything after after I made those mistakes. And um, finished, got my Bachelor of Science degree in fashion merchandising in four years. And I remember thinking... I don't want to go be a buyer for someone else because that's one of the options, you know, whenever you have a fashion merchandising degree, go be a buyer for Macy's or Dillard's. And I thought, I don't want to go work for someone else. I want to go buy for myself. I want to go buy for my own store. And we had some senior projects um, that we did where we actually had to create our own stores. And the store that I created is Beauties in college. Um, my mock store, we had to create window displays. We had to create... Um, a market and actually sew clothing and display it for people to come and like look at it. And so that was all beauties. That was my name in my store. So that was my vision. I knew by the time I was 30, I wanted to open a boutique. And so whenever I graduated from Harding, um, I decided that I needed to go to school a little bit more. I just felt like I needed more focus, more maturity, more learning about business. So then I stayed for an extra year and a half and got my master's in business, business administration, my MBA. So um, <clears throat> got my MBA in leadership and organizational 
um, management and love that. That was a great experience. I, I learned way too much about finance. I still don't love finance, but I sure love my marketing classes, my sales classes. Um, the rest of the business stuff was amazing. So finished that in a year and a half. And then what do you do then? Well, in the meantime, I kind of had a life change. I had been just really partying. I kind of mentioned that earlier, partying, living for myself, um, drinking a lot, um, making really bad decisions with men, just trying to find my self-worth, really, and was trying to do that with dating the wrong people. And um, so that went on from the time I was about 14 years old until I was about 22, really a reckless lifestyle. I look back now and I'm like, if my kids ever did anything that I did during those years, like, I don't know what I would do, but that was me. That was, I think, right after I graduated with my um, undergrad. So I just started grad school and um, my parents set me down and I kind of have like an intervention, like, cause I was so broken y'all. I was so just broken and depressed and I knew I needed help, but I didn't know how to get out of my ways. You know, I didn't know how to quit drinking, quit partying, quit searching for guys, you know, looking for guys. I just didn't really know how to stop it. You know, it was a really reckless habit that I had created over the past seven, eight years. And, um, I really put my faith on the back burner. I was baptized and saved whenever I was 10 years old, but I just kind of threw that out the window whenever I was 14. And then, and then whenever I was 22, my parents, um, they, they had an intervention with me. Um, I ended up getting some counseling, getting some help. I started getting in the word, the Bible every single day, reading, spending time with the Lord, quit drinking, quit dating, I decided to quit dating for a year and see what happens. I decided to just spend time with the Lord for a year, see what happens. Um, so I was doing this kind of as I was starting my MBA. So it's kind of new beginnings for me. And um, then after my year, it was crazy because um, I was online a lot for for looking for jobs and just kind of networking. And there was a little thing called MySpace. I'm sure a lot of you guys probably remember that. And a friend of mine was like, okay, you should get on there and network and look for jobs. It's a great place to meet people. Okay, well, I'll get on there. So I remember I searched fashion in Arkansas. Because again, I had this vision. I knew I wanted to do something start my own boutique, start my own clothing line. I knew I, I was going to do that whenever I got my MBA. And um, so I, I remember searching that on MySpace, Fashion Arkansas. And a few few people came up, a few fashion designers, a clothing line called Commit Clothing came up. So I actually messaged several of those people. And Commit Clothing, um, I messaged them like, okay, what's Commit Clothing? Where on earth is Van Buren, Arkansas? And how did you get started? I think was my questions, you know. I was just interested in their business and um, and then Commit Clothing answered me back and I was like, oh, it's by Fort Smith. Okay, I don't think I've ever been there. Maybe drove through it once. You know, I still didn't really know where it was. And um, <clears throat> so we started messaging and that turned into like AIM chatting, AOL, AOL Instant Messenger chatting. And it was Arthur Green, my now husband. And God had put him in my life at the very end of that year. And just really, we started having conversations about business and about fashion and about our lives. And so we just kind of messaged 
each other for, you know, a few weeks. And he's like, okay, let's meet up. And I'm like, not until my year's up. We're not going to meet up. So I think it was the day that my year was up. I went and met him over at Vino's Pizza, me and Arthur. So I met my husband online on MySpace. Isn't that crazy? That's <laughs> awesome. And, and you know, we can, our listeners who haven't listened to R001 might be interested to, to go hear Arthur's story. But how fascinating that you were in a place to, and maybe you wouldn't have been, to just love him as he was, and that's what he needed, and maybe he did the same for you. It was the per- it was like the perfect timing. Um, we talk all the time about what it would have been like if we met younger, and he's seven and a half years older than me. So at some point, that'd be a little weird. But <laughs> um, at the time, y'all, it was just perfect. Um, you know, he had some pretty high walls up then. Something inside of me, I know it was the Holy Spirit, was just telling me, stick with him, stick with him. You know, you guys are great together. Stick with him. And, um, you know, we ended up getting married three years later. So, um, and now we've been together for almost 12 years, which is so crazy. That's a long time. And um, we had three awesome boys. And um, so so I finished my MBA. And um, I mean, Art had a long distance relationship. And um, he was actually working on his printing company back then. Um, and he had just a couple of clients because he had just been through a divorce and he had been through a bad relationship and it was just kind of, you know, getting started again. And I knew he could do better. I saw better in him. So I just really encouraged him a lot, you know, to build his business and, um, and he has just grown leaps and bounds and I've grown leaps and bounds since then. He encouraged me, um, I'll, I'll fast forward a little bit. Um, I, I worked several, after I graduated my MBA in 2005, um, I worked several retail management jobs, well, two retail management jobs to really get me trained um, to learn, like, how to run the business, you know, like real life hands-on experience. I knew I needed that time in the field before I freshly went from school to opening my own boutique. I knew I needed that, like, rawness you know I needed I needed to go manage some retail stores so I went and I managed um I went through a management training program at the buckle and it was amazing that was that was very raw very I learned a ton about um managing people and how to stay focused and um just be super driven at that store and then um I went to American Eagle great company um my hours were less than I had been working at the buckle and the pay was really awesome and um managed a lot more people for American Eagle you know um got a lot of good management experience and people experience and then um in 2008 Arthur and I got married and we Cade my stepson who's now 16 his mother had moved to Fort Smith And me and Arthur both did not want to move to Fort Smith. Like, that was, I remember telling him, I think we were sitting in the hot tub at our apartment complex in Fayetteville. I remember telling him, babe, I will move anywhere in the world you want to move, except for Fort Smith or Van Buren, Arkansas. I promise you I said that. I said, number one, Van Buren, I don't want to move there. Number two, Fort Smith, I don't want to move there. I just didn't care for the area, and I was so afraid we would go back. So, um... Anyways, um, God knew what he was doing the whole time. And God has a sense of humor. Um, 
Cade, Cade, my stepson, his mom moved here, and we just in Fort Smith, and we just really felt like Art and I needed to be involved with Cade. You know, he was little at the time. You know, um, like I said, that was two thousand eight. So he was what is that? Like he's sixteen now. So about seven. He's about seven. He's a little guy. He needed his daddy, you know, and me, and so um, moved here to be closer to Cade and. I commuted back to Fayetteville to work for American Eagle, and I hated that commute. That was, I missed out on so much, you know. All right, so how am I going to, I was trying to figure out how I was going to make it work, you know. Um, Arthur said, well, why don't we just open up your store now? And I'm like, okay, because we'd moved, we'd moved to Fort Smith, bought a home, the home we still live in now, and he's like, you know, if you really hate commuting, let's just open the store. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I thought I was going to be like 30 before I did that. I got real nervous, you know, and Arthur, Arthur had already been successful in business, you know, and he had grown his business. He's like, let's do it, you know, and I'm like, okay, all right, let's do it. So I started researching my vendors um, figuring out, you know, what product I wanted to sell, where we're going to have the store. I ended up putting it in the Fort Smith Central Mall. And it was Beauties, back to my college days, my Beauties box store. I still kept my name because I remember making my list of names. What am I going to call my store? beauties it just stuck out with me it was something that me and my friends used to call each other whenever we were in school hey beauty how's it going Bevan beauty you know it was just kind of stuck with us um it was kind of something in term of endearment with your friends you know I would just say hi Tracy beauty you know just fun and um so we I kept that name loved it I just thought it was so cute beauties and so I went to get my LLC and all that, and Beauties was already taken in Arkansas, and I said, what on earth? You know, so I was like, okay, Beauties Boutique. We'll be Beauties Boutique. So we opened um, our store in March 2009. It was so cute. It was retro-inspired, vintage-inspired clothing um, with rock and roll twists, some modern things mixed in, all the cute pinup dresses, bathing suits. Um, so adorable. We also sold Miss Me Jeans. We were like one of the first people to sell Miss Me Jeans here in the area. And they took off like crazy back in 2009. I think we were the, maybe only of three stores that sold them here in town. And so everybody wanted Miss Me Jeans. That was a really good product for us back then. Um, store did awesome. We had so much fun. We went to Las Vegas with our store, um, to the different markets. We did, um, Dallas. We did, um, lots of traveling. It was it was a blast. Um, we would set up a bikes, blues, and barbecue, which we still do once a year. That's kind of our one big setup pop up shop gig that we do for Beauty's Boutique. Still, um, bikes, blues, and barbecue. Um, we did like a horror festival. We used to do the junior league um, holiday market, all that, and um, <laughs> and I uh, loved it. It's great. That was really my thing. It was my baby. Um, enjoyed every minute. It was a lot of work. It was a ton of work. So, at Blues Bikes and Barbecue, you bikes, and barbecue. bikes Blues and Barbecue. You and Arthur collaborate on yeah. the on the the graphic designs. Yeah, yeah, we do. Um, we we have a few usually boutique items in there, and then Arthur and I design T shirts. 
um, that are fashionable. They're not cheesy rally tees like you can go buy, like that are just generic. Um, they're actually really cute. We usually use like burnout fabric or we use slouchy shirts. We kind of like whatever's trending, you know, whatever's in right now. Is it racerback tanks, flowy tanks? Um, you know, is it off the shoulder sweatshirts? And then we use really good quality shirts and then we, um, we print our designs that we come up with on them. It's not your merchandising. Uh, and, and fashion business, it's not Arthur's graphics tea business or his his printing business. It's all of this. I think that's so awesome. It's fun. We love it. This is our, um, I think it's our ninth by Exclusive Barbecue, I believe. So we've been in this nine times. Back door. It's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun, too. We've kind of built like a following of of customers that come and shop with us every single year. So it's cool seeing our old rally tees, you know, walking around and we're like, Oh, that was from 2010, you know? And, uh, so that's really fun. We set up in the same spot every year. So if you go to bikes, blues and barbecue, look for us in the train bank parking lot where Chipotle is. Um, off Dixon, um, right across from the porta potties. Woohoo! <laughs> That's one way that you guys collaborate. You you yes. live that portfolio life thing, you know. You can Google portfolio life. It's just a way of of hustling a bunch of different ways to earn a living. So you've got you've got a rally, a motorcycle mm-hmm. rally. You combine both of your talents and your skills. What are some of the other ways that you earn a living around here in the Green family? Well, um, in 2012, I actually closed my storefront, Beauties. Um, I was pregnant with my now four-and-a-half-year-old Arthur Thomas, and I just really felt like I needed to be a stay-at-home mom, which deep inside of me, I felt like I needed to be a stay-at-home mom. Like, I had to be. I can't even explain it. It was such a hard decision, though, because... That store was my baby, you know, and I put years of planning into it and also just lots of hours, blood, sweat, and tears into it, Um, but I just really felt like the Lord was telling me I need to close it and be a stay-at-home mom, sell it online, you know, sell my merchandise online some, and um, I also at the time was promoting, um, doing some network marketing at the time um, with a health company, health and protein company. Um, I'm no longer with them, but you're right. We do always try to figure out ways we can make money. And so at that point, my mentality had to change from, you know, beauties mode, like constantly thinking about the store, being at the store, planning things for the store, buying for the store to, okay, I'm going to be a mom. I'm going to be a stay at home mom, which I'd already been a mom with Kate, but stepmom, we didn't have them all the time. So this was like full time mom, um, you know. I want to be home with the baby, but how is I going to help contribute income? So, um, I did some online selling um, through beautiesboutique.com, which is no longer around. Um, but we did that for a while and um, promoted our network marketing business for a while. And everything evolves, you know. There's ebbs and flows to every business. And, you know, there's peaks to every business, too. Um, so we actually quit working for that network marketing company, um, probably about a year ago. And, um, my husband and I, you know, Arthur, we were really trying to figure out, okay, what am I going to do? What's next? Um, so we had been talking a long time about maybe putting a product up on Amazon, 
And Amazon is an animal to try to get into as a seller to figure out what you're going to sell. It's super competitive. Tons of sellers on there. Um, but you can sell a ton of merchandise on there if you pick the right product, the right marketing, and you go through the right program. So actually, I went to an Amazon course. It's an online Amazon course. And I learned all about Amazon selling. And I launched a product Beauties wool dryer balls. So I kind of kept that beauty same because I love that. I love beauties. It's just my it's my thing. So beauties wool dryer balls. Um, you can search wool dryer balls on Amazon right now, and you'll find us on page one um, of wool dryer balls. I worked really hard to get to page one, and I kind of fluctuate anywhere from the bottom of the page up to like number six or so. So um, definitely, and um, you can find us on there. It's organic wool dryer balls by beauties. And wool dryer balls are something that um, I didn't invent them. There's actually a huge, um, there's there's a lot of different competitors. Um, but I felt like it was a product that everyone could use because it replaces dryer sheets and fabric softeners and gets rid of those harmful chemicals. And I, I know a lot of moms including myself are all about getting the chemicals out of the house, you know, and doing more natural things. And, so with wool dryer balls, you actually can add essential oils onto the balls and toss them in the dryer. Mine just stay in the dryer, and they just constantly fluff your clothes. You don't have to even think about it. So um, you don't have to use essential oils if you're allergic to them, or if you just don't if you don't want to smell on them, um, a scent on them. But um, yeah, wool dryer balls have been really great. We've had our product up on Amazon for about one year, and. It's been it's been pretty crazy. Um, I had no idea like how in demand they would be. So yeah, it's been it's been good. It's been a good fun way to make some extra money and um, keep my entrepreneurship skills in check. <laughs> so an order comes in, and do you personally fulfill it? No. Or do you you've got a no. system for that? No way. <laughs> um, they actually have a program called FBA. So you actually send your product to Amazon and they will disperse it to all the warehouses across the United States where people are, you know, near where people are buying your product because they'll, they'll figure out, okay, our Seattle warehouse, you know, we're shipping, we're, that'd be a good spot because there's a lot of customers in that radius. They have a ton of warehouses all over the United States. So they just ship it out to all their warehouses, disperse them how they wish, and then they actually, for a fee fulfill the product for me because I don't know how I would keep up with all those balls here at my house. <laughs> so it's fairly passive income. Yeah. I mean, I definitely have to stay on the marketing sure. aspect oh, of sure. it. And, um, if I don't, if I don't watch it, then if I leave the first page of wool dryer balls, then my theory is no point really, no point in really selling on Amazon unless you can be on the page one because sales drop so dramatically so it's super competitive so it's constantly trying to figure out how am I going to market it how am I going to sell these things you know how am I going to boost my my ranking up on Amazon it's it's constantly that and that brings me kind of to the to the next question you made a decision to close kind of the the professional love of your life for the genetic loves of your life <laughs> yes and and when you when you're, I'm having a hard time with this. I'm getting better at it, but as an entrepreneur, to experience failure, that's hard. Mm -hmm. 
how do you do that? <laughs> it was hard. <laughs> um, it was really depressing because I just felt like, um, I, I just felt like maybe I did the wrong thing. I mean, I really had to pray about it for a while before I made that decision. Um, but I just felt in my mind, I just kept thinking, okay, this is the best thing for my kids. Cause, cause the reason that I just really felt like uh, I live in a dream world kind of like I'm a dreamer. So I'm like, if everything could be unicorns and rainbows, I would be on cloud nine all the time. Arthur's the opposite. Arthur is a realist. So he's the one who brings me back down to earth on the regular. But, um, you know, I'd always thought, okay, I'll just bring my baby to work with me and I'll put a pack and play in the back and he can hang out in there, you know, while he's little. Um, but then like, I remember, I think it was while I was pregnant, I had some customers bringing their babies in. Babies don't want to just be still. They want to like crawl around. They want to get into stuff. They want to put everything in their mouth. And I just thought, I'm not going to be able to, you know, make this happen. So, um, and, and my store um, was at a point where um, it was important for me to be there um, as much as I could. So I couldn't just kind of like hire a full-time manager. Um, you know, a lot of my customers looked for me to be there. Like they wouldn't shop unless I was there. You know, oh, the secret back. Oh, I guess so. <laughs> But we, um, you know, it, it's still like one of those things. Like I haven't, um, I haven't fully given up on that dream at all. I never did. In fact, it's kind of one of those things like I'm going to close it for now and then I'm going to reopen something later. So that later might be in a couple of years. Um, it could be a year. I don't know. And I don't know if it's going to be here in Fort Smith. It's probably going to be somewhere else. Um, but I'm still kind of hanging on to that because I love people and I love, um, I love making people feel better, you know, and fashion does that for people. People like to feel, you know, pretty and they like to feel good about themselves and I like to help be a part of that experience. Um, so, you know, selling dresses or, um, that, that are flattering on their figures or I remember there were, there were a lot of plus size customers and they were just really ecstatic, you know, that a dress made them you know, feel just really just curvy and gorgeous and pin y you know, they didn't feel, they didn't feel like they were plus size. They felt just like a, like a pin model, you know, they felt beautiful. And, um, then I had customers who didn't have curves and the dresses would make them look like they had curves. So, you know, it just, it made women of all shapes, sizes, ethnicities feel just their best, you know, a hundred percent. So I love that. And now I actually have a part-time job that I do. Um, I work for Bear Minerals and actually I picked that up about three and a half years ago. And at the time it was going to be just a holiday job. And I thought, you know what, um, this will get me out of the house for a few hours. Just we'll do something, you know, I won't be like running the show, but I'll be working for somebody, make a little extra money. Um, and also get to kind of make women feel good. You know, I'll get to do their makeup and their skincare and, um, just a few hours a week, just sporadically. Um, like there was a time I didn't work for six months, you know, they didn't call me, but then I might work like five hours here, 10 hours there. Um, and that went on for about three years. And then in November, um, since November of 2016, Bare Minerals is actually giving me consistent hours since then. So, so I love it. It's fun. It gets me out of the house and 
I love I love to make women feel really pretty and good about themselves. So, so how do you have the courage to to try something new and know that it might not work? How do you do that? Well, <laughs> I think once you um, start a business and you have success, um, I think you feel, or at least for me and Art, me and Arthur, we definitely have felt like we could do anything that we put our minds to and gave you know, our, our best at, um, because life is too short. And I tell people this all the time. Life is too short to just, um, you know, settle to, to not go after their dreams. Um, because, you know, there's a lot of people who just work the same nine to five for 20 years, 30 years. And and there's a lot of consistency and there's a lot of respect for, you know, that I have for those people that stick to that. Um, but I think if, if, you have a dream or you have a vision or you feel like um, there's something that you would like to do in life and you're not complete until you do it, then, or you're, whenever you're 80 years old, you know, my biggest fear is being 80 years old and saying, I wish I would have blank. You know, I don't want to say that. I want to say whenever I'm 80 years old, I live my life to the fullest and I hope and pray that by at 80 that I'm still going. I mean, I want to be like going until I'm 100 years old. But, um, you know, I want to live life to the fullest till the end and just say, you know, that I did my best and that I followed my dreams. Even if my life might be a little bit crazy sometimes and we might, I might do makeup here and I might sell some wool dryer balls here and I might, you know, sell pinup dresses, you know, for a few years. I mean, if I'm doing all different kinds of things, but I'm doing what I love to do and what I enjoy and following my dreams. And I feel like I'm going to have a good satisfied life. So. Okay. Multiple choice. (laughs) The show is called reboots. Okay. A, B or C. Which was your toughest reboot so far in your life? The, that time before you started your master's degree and you had to kind of get your life back together again the, the deliberate closing of your store to to reboot into a mom or see something that we haven't talked about here? I would say D, all the above. <laughs> Can I choose them all? Sure. Um, you know, they were all really tough times. Um, kind of go through your body just in mind or just kind of in a dark place, like kind of almost in depression, not severe depression, but you get, you get depressed because... You know, you find your worth in certain things, and then those things, you know, don't end up like what you originally envisioned them to. Um, or, um, you know, there's there's always light at the end of the tunnel, though. There's always doors that will open where some are shut. So, you know, I think looking for those positive opportunities are what keep me going. Yes. Yeah, so next? specifically, how do you get unstuck in a way that you can explain that to somebody who's listening and feels stuck in the darkness (laughs) that's a really tough question Um, you know I think just seeing yourself following your dreams um, and actually 
doing something about it, actually making those steps to change your life. Um, that's the hardest thing, but if you just kind of like sit around and think about it, um, and I know this from personal experience, if I'm just not living my life to the fullest and I'm kind of just sitting around thinking about stuff, I get myself into a rut, you know? Um, I think you have to literally like step outside, step outside of the box and, um, make things better. Um, whether like, for instance, I'll just, I'll put this out there. Um, after I had Arthur Thomas, my now four year old, um, you know, I had closed my store. I was a stay at home mom and it was amazing an amazing time, but it is so different. I was used to like seeing tons of people come into my store every day, selling, you know, all kinds of beautiful dresses and bathing suits and accessories to them every day. And, you know, having that inter interaction with other women that I love and I'm an extrovert. So I just really thrive on that to so going to being at home alone, raising a baby um, I mean, my husband is here and he's amazing, but you know, he has to go to work at some point. And so, um, you know, I had to figure out, okay, what am I going to do to kind of keep myself, um, sane, <laughs> get that extrovert activity. Um, and so I would really, you know, purposefully make like play dates and, um, set up time to, to hang out with other moms like I'm, I created this thing called mommy walk group um it, this was just for my mental health <laughs> my extrovert extrovertedness and um my physical health too and me and I just kind of put it out on Facebook and I said hey any other moms want to get together once a week and walk with our toddlers um, Arthur Thomas, I think, was about two then, and we would meet at all different parks around town or the mall if it was bad weather or cold, and what we would do is we'd walk for a little while, and then the kids would play and the moms would talk, and it was such a fun, sweet time, and that went on for, um, I'd say at least a couple of years. It was really a really fun time. Um, met a lot of really cool women, and one of the most fun things is whenever you're out, like, walking or whatever meeting other moms and saying, hey, you want to join us and getting their contact info. And then, you know, we met some new friends doing that, a lot of new friends. What I was lacking in my life, you know, making that happen, you know, by creating the Mommy Walk group. It kind of gave me more of, like, a time to fellowship with other women and talk about our kids and let our kids play together because kids need that. And so that was really good for us, for me. How do you – how do you – this is specifically for moms who, you know, you, you've got two small ones running around and you still do all of this stuff. And this is kind of a follow-up for how do, you, how do you get unstuck? Well, how do you get started with an entrepreneurship bent on life with kids all around? How do you, what's a first step that a mom can do? Take an Amazon course? Call you? I don't know. what. what? Yeah, I mean, I think... Depending on what you're wanting to do, um, I think it's just going after it. Like, if you're wanting to open an online business, which is really tough, by the way, because I've had a couple, um, you know, I think it's just really maybe taking a course in online business, a course that has good reviews, um, or going to take a class, like an online class at a college or something for it. But um, I think there's there's courses online you can take that aren't in a college that are cheaper, Um They'll cost you, but I think it's just an investment in your future and a tax write-off, which is wonderful, um, 
taking that course and then, you know, putting money putting money in on it so that you have skin in the game so that you'll follow through, you know, so that, okay, well, I spent $500 on this course. I really need to, really need to start, like, applying it, you know, and when the kids are napping, you know, spend an hour cleaning and spend an hour working on your online business. Um, if the kids go to daycare, you know, and you're at home and you've got a couple hours instead of running to the mall or watching a soap opera, um, turn your computer on and, um, you know, do some of your course or, you know, work on your business, you know, whatever your vision is, um, you know, if your vision is to open a bakery, you know, research, figure out what the steps are. Um, that's what I did, you know, whenever I was going to open up my business, just research the heck out of everything. Like that was my, I, it was, a full-time job trying to figure out how to open a business, you know? So on the spiritual side, somebody who's struggling spiritually, um, is there a resource for that person that you recommend that has helped you? The Bible. (laughs) A good home church. Um, You know, find somebody that knows the Lord. It can be me if you know me, or if you don't know me, you can reach out to me. Um, Because I have have been at rock bottom, and I've been at a spiritual high whenever at the, at the end of my year, whenever I had that time just with the Lord, single, not no alcohol, no partying. You know, I I was at a spiritual high then. You know, and um, you know, so I've had my highs and lows. But find somebody who can mentor you and walk with you. Um, I have a good friend named Barbie, and she has you know kind of been a spiritual mentor with for me. Um, over the years, you know, she's somebody that if I'm struggling with something, I can message her or meet up with her or go to her house and, um, and she'll kind of talk me through it. You know, I think finding a spiritual mentor, um, something that she recommends doing is listening to podcasts, um, listening to praise and worship music. That's another thing. Um, you know, turn on your Pandora. It's free and, um, listen to praise and worship music that, that definitely helps with getting my mind right, you know, um, find a good home church because I find a good church where you can visit and make your home because in a church, there is such a good support system of people, um, that, that will literally be your family. And we go to harvest time tabernacle and we love it. Um, and uh, we, we have a great church family there. I think it's finding finding that church that you fit into because there are churches that you will fit into. I mean, me and Arthur are not your cookie-cutter Christians by any means. I've got pink in my hair, and um, I'm always wearing crazy things. Um, and Arthur, um, you know, tattoos, long hair. I mean, we don't look like your typical, you know, churchgoers or Christians, but... You know, and that's totally fine. But, I mean, we have found a church home where we feel like we are accepted. And, you know, you don't have to be a cookie cutter to be a Christian. That's the cool thing about it. You know, Jesus hung out with all kinds of sinners. And he came out with all, he hung out with all kinds of people. And so, you know, he, he loves us the way we are. We don't have to be perfect in our, in our Sunday best, you know, to be accepted by him. So, yeah. <laughs> One more question. Explain 
the purpose behind this grand adventure you guys are going to embark <laughs> on. That that's a crazy adventure. Oh my goodness. What what on earth are you thinking? <laughs> Well, I was thinking that last night we went to Fayetteville, just me and Art and the two little ones, and they were so crazy, just sat right up there. Are we almost there? Are we almost there? I'm hungry. Y'all, that is like an hour drive. We're going to be in the car for five weeks. I mean, and at the end of it, I'm just like, oh my gosh, like we're going to need everyone's prayers and support and love for this trip. <laughs> um, what, well, okay, so what we were thinking, me and Arthur, we love to travel, and so we have... Um, we have always talked about going at the California coast and seeing it all. Like we, that's just like a dream trip that we've had. Well, and we, and it's like, you know, should we do it this year? Should we do it this year? You know, and well, this year, my parents, every summer, they like to get a condo for a week somewhere because they have a timeshare, really nice condo. And, you know, they've been doing the beach and that's been so much fun. We've done Adesto, we've done Adesto Beach over in, um, in South Carolina, so such a fun place, by the way. Just really like a cool little beach community. Um, not really any chains, hardly. It's just really local. Tons of cute beach houses. We've done Destin, and Destin is really just fun for everybody. Great stuff for the kids to do. Or Sand Destin is where we, we went last year. Um, and the mom, mom, this past year, or when she was planning, she's like, do you guys want to go to California? Well, me and Arthur love California. So, of course, we're like, heck, yes, yes, we want to go to California. So, that trip got booked. It was a week-long trip. And then it kind of turned into, well, let's stop at Santa Fe because we haven't been to Santa Fe in about seven years. And we love Santa Fe. We just love the, the flavor of the city. It's just beautiful. The plaza, the people. It's just we love that southwestern feel. So, like, let's stop in Santa Fe. Well, let's stop in the Grand Canyon while we're on the way and show the littlest ones because the, the babies haven't been to the Grand Canyon. And then it turned into this and that and this and that. And we're just like, well, let's just go for it. Let's just make it. So then we're trying to figure out finances. Okay, how are we going to survive five weeks without being home, you know? And I have the part-time job at Bear Minerals. Amazing job. So I told my boss, I've got this trip planned, you know, and they were really good with that. Um Arthur owns his own printing company, so he has flexibility. He's going to do some work on the road. But, um, you know, we've been saving up money, and um, oh, we're super excited. Dabble, though. Dabble, dabble. That's my four-year-old, Arthur Thomas. Can you say hey, hi? Arthur Thomas. Hi. Hi. Are you ready for your trip? No. What are you most looking forward to on the trip? No. Camping. I'm going to play the piano. I'm almost done, okay? Me and my neck. We can play the piano in your room, I think. Hey, I don't think I feel good with you having this cord. Okay? Go in there and play the piano, okay? So, yeah, one thing led to another, and before you knew it, we have a five-week-long trip, and it would have probably gone longer, except for Arthur remembered, oh, yeah, I'm playing this music festival in Urbana, Illinois, audio feed. So, we have to be there on July 1st, and so I'm like, Darn it, we, we kind of wanted to add on Yellowstone. We've got some friends in Wyoming, Tim and Holly, that we were hoping to be able to stop by and see. But, um, yeah, we we uh, wanted to maybe go a little bit longer, but we'll just save that for another trip. So we're hoping to use our blog page, thegreenfamilyadventures.com, for all of our future traveling, too, because we have high hopes of this trip turning out awesome. We're going to be doing tent camping, which we haven't done in about – probably seven years <laughs> and we're gonna do tent camping we're gonna stay in a yurt somewhere we're going to 
Stay, stay in a, a what? A yurt. What's that? It's like a giant, um, soft, walled, kind of like a tent, but a little bit more sturdy. <laughs> and it's like a house. It's like a house tent, sort of. Um, you can go Google it. They're really cool. Um, we're going to stay at a yurt in Santa Fe. Um, it's an Airbnb. Um, do some tent camping. We're also going to stay in a really nice condo at one point, bed and breakfast. Um, we're going to do um, hotels. Um, just kind of have a lot of different kinds of stays, so I'm very excited, very, very excited to share those adventures, and another thing is, Kay, our now 16-year-old, um, he is, he, he won't be with us, you know, traveling with us, you know, in a few years, so we just really want to make this trip, like, educational, and, like, maybe a once-in-a-lifetime experience for our family, so, yeah. I think we're done, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Arthur Thomas. And I know we're having a lot of trips. (laughs) Thanks, Arthur Thomas. Oh, and Bev, too. Bevan and the Green family have a different approach to life, don't they? Earning a living is life, but it's certainly only a fraction of that life. Bevan seeks not a balance between income and lifestyle. She searches for opportunities to marry the two. How's that for a life of beauty? Hey, If you like what we're doing with Reboots and with Winchell StoryWorks, would you consider a monthly subscription? The digital infrastructure isn't cheap. Check out our Patreon page for more information about the extras I'm putting together for financial backers. There's a link in our show notes. And even if you can't support us financially, we're going to keep bringing great stories. In fact, we have some incredible profiles coming up later this summer, and they're going to knock your socks off. I'm Tracy Winchell. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear your reboot story privately on our StoryWorks blog or as a guest on an upcoming podcast. And we appreciate your feedback, either in the iTunes store or by way of email. Drop us a line, reboots at winchellstoryworks.com or on our website, winchellstoryworks.com.